Fuzzy Junkie Live Showdown. I'm Jamie Black. And I'm Angela DeMarco. And this is where you can laugh, cry, learn, and grow with some of the icky, lousy, junky life choices we've made. <laughs> and we all make them. Yeah, we have. Made I'm just them. looking at myself in the snowball. He's looking at his, like, doorknob face that you see in the snowball <laughs> microphone. Like, our faces look so dorky. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I just noticed So funny My head looks Look at all the gray in my beard Oh my god I have to dye my hair after you leave Because I've got so much Why? damn gray Why do you have to dye your hair? To get rid of the gray I don't want gray hair No you're gonna have it I'm though, a girl I don't want grays uh, I won't have it at some point Because I'm on dye over it all the time <laughs> Until I'm older <laughs> Don't do that. Oh, Jamie, I don't want you to be a 70-year-old woman with dyed hair. Talking about older. What? My granny just last, uh, a couple weeks ago, actually, yes. turned 96, 96 years old, my granny, and she said to tell you, <laughs> tell that Jane. I, I have to, like, use her accent. Here we go. Hold on. You just, you tell Jamie I said hi. I just love him. <laughs> I just love him. How's he doing? I can't get your thing. I can't get your thing. What the on on my computer? Oh, she can't get the. Uh... I don't know how to get your thing. <laughs> so the icky lousy junkie is a thing to my ninety-six-year-old granny. Oh, okay. Well, I, does she can she not listen to it when I post the episode on Facebook? Can she not get it then? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Cause mm. I, I don't know what's going on. Well, okay. We'll tell her I love her. All right. And we have to go see her again. Yeah, we do. Because it's been She's a while. She's in an assisted living now. It's been a I while. I will tell you this, because I'm 45, or 44. I'll be 45 this year. And I was at visiting her, and we were having lunch. And this woman came out to me. She's like, hi. I was on my computer. I was looking at a, uh, or not my computer, my phone. I was looking at something. And she goes, are you doing algebra? This woman, I was like... <laughs> I know, Jamie. I know. Algebra. I know. I don't even know what that is. I said, oh, my God. I said, I said, no, I haven't done algebra, like, since high school. Oh, like, man. She's like, oh, are you in college? <laughs> I said, ma'am, I'm, like, 44. And she's like, well, I'm 88 and whatever. But I was like, this girl thought I was in college? Mm, I love that woman. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I must, must be doing something huh? right. <laughs> Um, I know I don't look like I'm in college, but... um, What was I going to say? But I felt so damn good. I was like, why, thank you. Old ladies like me. Old ladies and gay men have a thing for me. (coughs) So I need to find a rich old lady (coughs) that I will be her arm candy. Excuse me. Yes. Something just went down the wrong pipe. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I'll just talk about me being somebody's... (laughs) Somebody's um, an elderly woman's arm candy. Yeah, <laughs> that was a, that reminded me of Judge Judy. So Judge Judy had this case in front of her, and this woman was suing this guy for money. Obviously, you know she had loaned him money for something. This guy says that it wasn't a loan. It was she gave it to me because I was was it oh boy toy. That's what it was. Because I'm her boy toy. <laughs> and Judge Judy looks at him and says, if I were looking at a dictionary for the word boy toy, your picture would not be. <laughs> 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 I 
She's awesome. Oh my god, it was hilarious. She's so she just brings it real, doesn't she? She does not play no. at all. And she, I love people who don't she play. She doesn't mince words. And you know what's funny? It's like I'm realizing because my father was from the East Coast. He's from Massachusetts, mm-hmm. Worcester. Mm-hmm. And like the more I sit here and like pay attention to my um my family and stuff, I realized that like Bostonians, like people from Worcester, they just don't care. Mm-hmm. And I saw this meme and it was funny because it said something like it showed like the grid of New York and everything's like on a grid and looking nice. And it goes, New York, because we care about where you are and where you're going. And then it said Boston and then it showed all these things in Boston. <laughs> Scroll away and it goes, Boston, because fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's such an ad. That's it. like such the attitude of Boston, you know? I love it. Well, yeah. Do you know why? Because they always get dumped on with snow oh my god yeah like the last several years they have been hit so hard with snow we're sorry boston i don't know what you did to piss god off well because you don't care you gotta change your attitude you southies i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) i'm just kidding i love the attitude do we have any boston listeners i wonder if we do i my, my probably my family Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We've got some listeners in New Zealand and Australia. I love that. I love it, getting messages from people in Australia and New Zealand. That is so awesome. So glad that they found us. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you. Down under. Down under. I come from the land down under. Good day. Where women go. Ship on the Barbie. (laughs) Didgeridoo. (laughs) (laughs) That's a knife. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the Australian I know. I know. I, I don't even know it. I, I, every time I try, my friend Lorellen, who is from Australia, she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, no. no. <laughs> That's not our accent, Angela. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Sorry. I tried. Oh, well. I guess I was made for a Boston accent. Oh, I, that's another thing. I was laughing because I had this other meme. It said, um, it showed a picture of um, <laughs> khaki pants. Mm-hmm. And so it said, I lost my khakis. And then it said what it means to us. And then it says what it means to Boston, you know, in Boston. And mm-hmm. it was car keys. Oh, okay. So I'm khakis like, and car keys. Gotcha, gotcha. Because I'm like going. Khakis. Gotcha. I lost my car keys. Car keys. But to us, it's khakis. Yes. And to people in Boston, it's their car keys. Their car keys. And I go park the car. Like my dad used to say to me, Angela, come here to to your father. Remember Boston Rob on Survivor? And he, and of course he, he, uh, married Amber. Amber. (laughs) Amber. (laughs) Amber. So anytime, anytime I'm meeting by name Amber, that's what I call Amber. Hey, I have a second, second cousin named Amber. 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 Or maybe she's my third. No, she's my second cousin. How many times Sorry. am I going to say Amber? I don't know. Amber. <laughs> what? Just one more, I guess. <laughs> I love it. So, what are we talking I, about today? Well, we were, well about, you know what? Last week, I, we were looking at the phone. You were looking up something, trying to find something. And I came, we came across that one thing about parenting oh, and keeping their kids parents who keep their kids away from their other parents from parent their other parents divorcing i mean oh it's just it, or even just using their kids to yeah, be like the middlemen the messengers as pawns to 
to talk about the other parent in front of the kids to yeah. threaten. Oh my I, god! I have to quote Judge Judy here. Uh oh. So I'm just gonna come right out the gate and and quote Judge Judy. Judge Judy says. You have to love your kids more than you hate each other. Yes. That is beautiful. Isn't wait, it? Wait, repeat that, Jamie. <laughs> you have to love your kids more than you hate each other. Yes. Because doing that is the most selfish thing that you can do. It's about, it's totally about your hatred. Yeah. And, and, and I, how and, you feel. And, and you're, how you feel. And you're totally disregarding your kids' feelings. Exactly. Um, I do want to, before we talk about this, and, and, and the thing is, because things might change over the years, I just want to say this, like, because this is the finality of my situation, and we'll start talking about why I think it's wrong. So when I first got divorced from my ex, I held on to so much resentment and anger because there were so many things that were going on. And we talked about this last week about not taking responsibility, right? right? I resented him. I placed blame on him for not letting me do acting. And then, I mean, ultimately the reason why I, I, the, my last straw with him was the fact that he got on Chicago fire after telling me that I couldn't act for all those years. And now he's living my dream. Like I just could not get over it. That was like my final I had so much anger and hatred from that mm-hmm. that I I just I couldn't yeah. get over it, and our there was so much animosity between he and I, and he immediately started dating his now wife, and there was animosity towards us, and my kids felt it the whole time, and there I was guilty of speaking too loudly to friends on the phone when my kids were around, they could hear it, you know, right? Things were being said between him and I. He and I would say things. His ex was saying things on the, you know, on Facebook about me. Like, it was just a terrible thing for my kids. Um, that when finally uh, my ex and I realized that what we were doing was wrong and we needed to forgive each other, I remember doing a Facebook Live video. And, you know, I didn't really think about the impact it had on my kids. Mm-hmm. And I did a Facebook Live video about this forgiveness and about how it was wonderful and freeing. And I let my son Aiden see this video. And he started crying. Like, he was crying. He couldn't even talk because he's like, I'm just glad that you guys won't be fighting. And Like, the impact, the emotional stress mm-hmm. that it put on the kids because of what was going on between the parent, right. he and their father. And, yeah. and now it's kind of funny. Now I'm very friendly. After that forgiveness thing, I'm friendly with Brett. Um, I'm friendly with his ex-wife. As a matter of fact, it's kind of funny. Like I, people were doing like triple takes on my Facebook the other day because I do I rep uh, independent wine, and I had reached out to her because the kids told me she liked wine. So I'm like, all right, well I'm just gonna reach out to her see if she wants to try some wine because mm-hmm. I know that my ex-husband is into clean and organic, and they're trying to lead. So I'm like, well I'm gonna just try it. So I sent her a text. She said I'll try it. She was going to come to a tasting of mine, but then the weather just sucked. So she's like, well, I'm intrigued and I just want to try it. So she ordered the wine. Mm-hmm. She ordered some wine. She was tasting it. And she's like, oh my God, this is flipping delicious. <laughs> Took it to work. They loved it. They wanted to buy some. She's, so she texted me. She's like, I think I'm going to sell this. Ended up now she's like part of my team, right? <laughs> so it's kind of like, so all this animosity, it's so like, God, if you have animosity and you're doing that, you got to put it under the bridge. Yeah, it's just it's so it's, stupid it's and it's toxic. Kill, it's toxic, and it's really it, 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 if you have children, it's toxic to them. I mean, you know, 
put aside your own feelings yeah. for a moment. Yeah. I mean, you know, I tried when when my ex-wife and I split up, you know, I, I, I'm sure that she would do like exactly what you said, talk loudly about about me to her friends when he's around, mm-hmm. you know, and I know my mother-in-law mm-hmm. was filling his head with, with all kinds of stuff. And I remember one time I uh, sent a uh, an email to, to, well, she was still my wife at the time, sent an email to my wife and I said, is it possible that you could not be so hostile around me because I don't want my son to feel conflicted about spending time with me. Well, of course, she was like, she said, stop with that weak, how did she put it? Stop with that weak, pathetic ass shit about Ashanti, is what she said to Mm -hmm. me. And I'm like, oh, wow. So she doesn't care that he he feels conflicted. Mm -hmm. No, she just assumed, cut me completely out of mm-hmm. his life so right and it's yeah. a very selfish thing because that's what her feelings are so <clears throat> she's projecting it on the kids exactly which is putting these kids in a very tough spot because kids love their parents yep. they don't love one more than the other right they love their parents and the parents love the kids yeah and to keep your child or speak ill of the other parent to the child and putting them in the middle of the stuff it's going to make them feel conflicted. It, yes, and if, it hurts the child. child. If your primary caretaker is the mom and the mom is constantly talking about the dad and dad, dad, then they feel really awkward around the dad. Right. And they love their dad, but then they feel awkward because they don't know if what their mom's saying is true. Right. And it's like you're almost teaching them to hate the parent. And what the hell is your problem? Yeah. What the hell is your <laughs> problem? You are. This is not your child's deal. Exactly. Both of those, uh, both parents love their children. Like, like I said, I think in the in my one episode, uh, in one of the episodes, I said something like, you know, the only time I would ever suggest keeping your child away from the other parent is if they are in jeopardy, like if they're going to hurt the child. Right. There are some parents who are dangerous to their children. That's true. Uh, is the parent is the father a complete or the mother, but either or, a drug addict. Or an alcoholic who cannot be trusted around children because right. they're going to be high. I don't want my kids being taken uh, into weird atmospheres of a crack house or something like Because there are kids who are taken into these places um, that are dangerous for these kids when their parents are addicted. Oh, my God. Then that's okay. you got to keep them or, from the, You have to have supervised visits. Or, that's, that's something that I would or, say yes. Or you don't want to take your child to a, <laughs> to a house where you are planning on meeting a teenager to have sex what oh yeah that happened oh, you you're, you remember chris hansen um to catch a predator you it used it started out as part of dateline okay to catch a predator and then it, it kind of spin off to its, its own show okay because there's a lot of fucking people out there wanting to have sex with teenagers well yeah so, so someone brought their kid to there? Someone oh brought Lordy their Lordy. child to the house. He was meeting like a 12-year-old or something, like 12 or 13-year-old. Yeah. And he brought his child there. And it's like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. I mean, it's bad enough that you're going there to have sex with a child, but then you bring your child there? No. 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 You know, that, that brings up another thing. Like anything that you do with your child, taking them away or just anything you expose your kids to. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, they're asleep. No, no, they're not. Yeah, be careful what you're doing. We have had a couple people that we, we I think we did an episode on open relationships. And I know uh, some people who have open relationship, mm-hmm. but they have kids. And they are literally bringing strangers into their home. Oh, yeah. And having sex, like, right next door to their children's rooms. Right. And their children are, <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Jamie is sitting on his can. I'm squishing his, he's the aluminum at, can by sitting by on it. By sitting on it. And the face that he made. <laughs> <laughs> he's so ridiculous. I can't think. I don't even know what I was saying now. Because I'm like watching as I'm talking. I'm just watching Jamie like sit on I just want, really wanted to see if it would work. That if I put it under my butt. And if I was did. able. It did work. See? I know. It's science. You're ridiculous. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, um, exposing your kids to all these things. Kids are so, they, they get it. They know what's going on. They know they exactly what's going on. They feel the tension. It makes them feel awkward. It's awful to do. I, I mean, mean, not only does it make it, it just makes them feel bad. I mean, think about it. You're talking badly about someone that they love. Yeah. Who is... An authority figure, so and you're an authority figure, so they don't feel like they can really say, don't do that. Right. You know? So they have to sit there and listen to the bad stuff that you're saying right. about somebody that they love. And then it also puts them in this very goofy, like, situation. Like, even just, I remember in the beginning, like, you know, the kids would go to Brett's house. He'd be like, well, what did you have for dinner? Like, it, almost like they would feel guilty answering even just the simplest questions. Right. Because they felt like... He was checking up on me to make sure I was feeding them what I should feed them. And if I asked them, like, they felt guilty. Like, if, I, if they said that they had a good time on the weekend with their dad, that I would get upset because, you know, it's like, what? They don't need to deal with that. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Um, someone that I, I love who's very dear to me, and I am going to bring it up, and I'm sorry. But, you know, their ex, they have children. And, you know, she just, she, she's constantly using the kids. Like, well, then you're forcing me, the exact words, well, then you're forcing me to have to put the kids against you. <laughs> See? Somebody not taking responsibility. That's what I mean. You're forcing, no. Nobody is ever forcing you to put your kids in the middle of anything. Right. You don't put your kids in the middle of anything. It's right. a very selfish reason. It, it just, it drives me crazy. It makes me so angry because it's, it's really going to cross. And, you know, a lot I mean, of times, and, I, and I, I'm going to admit this, and I'm a woman. A lot of times, the majority of times this happens, it's against it's the woman. father. Yeah. It's the woman who's doing it to the man. And I'm, you know, talk about responsibility, ladies. And I'm a lady. I'm a woman. You have got to stop. But I don't true. care if you're a woman scorned. Whatever it is, you pissed off. If he found somebody else or if you just think he's a jagoff. You have got to stop with your kids. There's so many good dads out there. I mean, like, here's the thing. And no and matter no matter what my ex and I went through, and as much as I resented him, you know what? He's a freaking good dad. And he loves his kids. And he'll do anything for them. And goddamn me if I tried to keep that from him. Yeah. I and was going to say, just because he wronged you yeah. doesn't mean make them a bad parent. No. 
So And so many moms are guilty of it, and we've got it's, to stop. It's I true. mean, yes, are there dads who do it too? Yeah. Of course. But the majority that I see, it is the women who are doing it. So women, just like the Gillette commercial of your episode, where we're like bringing things to the men and being like, stop it, men. Ladies, that's wrong. Stop it. I get that we are we are stuck at home most of the time. We're the ones that are compromising our careers. We're the ones that are sacrificing our bodies to be parents. We're the ones who um, usually are the ones with the kids the majority of the time because the fathers are out working or whatever, it is, and that's the truth. Right. Um, but that doesn't. But that give you doesn't the right. justify no. you saying, "Well, your father's not here." Well. They're not there. Like, if I were to do that with my ex-husband, of course he wasn't. I wasn't working. <laughs> right. He was working and paying the bills. So, of course he wasn't there. He had to work. Right. To, you know, and now I had to take responsibility. And now I'm not here much because I have to work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I have to work. I have to pay the bills. It's not easy to, to support a family. Right. It's just not. So... It's just, it's unreal. Now, I get it. There are some deadbeat, flipping parents out there who have nothing to do. Men and women. But that's an argument between you and the person alone and privately. Not Not with the child. Not to share with your child. Nope. You know? And there's a lot of parents who, uh, you know, in in one of the situations, who who think they are entitled Mm -hmm. to more than what they should be getting. Mm. Yeah. And so, despite what they're getting, it's not enough. So they think, well, no, now you need to pay me for this and this and this. No. Right. That's not how it works. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, just cause, you know, it's just not how it works. But you can't, like, sit here and say, well, if you don't do this, if you don't get me this or give me or pay for this, I'm going to tell your kids that you're a deadbeat. Mm-hmm. You know, what? Or I won't let you see I them. I won't let you see them. You're going to force me. Then, you Which know what? can be. It's a bad life choice. It's a, That's horrible. Because you're not hurting anybody. Well, I mean, you're hurting everybody, really. Yeah. But, but the, I mean, mostly. The, but the person who doesn't deserve to be hurt are, people, are your kids. Mm-hmm. And you're hurting them. They so, did not ask to be part of your feud. But again, and here's where, again, we're <laughs> taking responsibility. Yeah. Um. Can, you can feel so powerful. Honestly, I'm telling you something. With the the thing that gives me such pleasure between me and my ex-wife is that not one time did I ever say anything negative about her. Yeah. Not once. And I know she has said plenty of negative stuff about me. Right. Not one time. Not not only did I not say anything negative to her. I have not said anything negative about her. Mm-hmm. I don't talk badly about her. I don't call her names. I don't do anything like that. And if, and if she responds to me with, you know, saying really fucked up things to me, I literally respond to her with nothing but love. And let me tell you something. I feel extra powerful. Absolutely. Extra powerful that I am able to maintain control and not stoop to her level. Yes. And it is, and I think it infuriates her. Oh, absolutely. It infuriates her. Mm -hmm. I think she, because I think that by now, had I actually done some of those things, she, because it just, because it just makes her feel shitty. Yeah. Because she's continuing to act shitty and I'm not acting shitty towards her. And so now she feels bad because of how badly she's acting. And I'm like, well, just stop then. Yeah. Just stop doing it. Right. Exactly. I mean, 
Instead of being, yeah. Well, because I'm sure she blames that on you then. Oh, I know I she mean, does. That's what I'm saying. She's not taking responsibility, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's no. It's she's just really when sad. she broke up, when she had the fight with her friend. She blamed that on me, right? <laughs> I'm a house in my house. I wasn't even there, right? It yeah, just is. yeah, it just it's, is. It's yeah. But see, but then it's just so because I know with you and your son, it's just a it's a conflicted you know thing. I mean, I feel. I'm sorry even an adult for, now. Well, yeah. So and that's the thing. As an adult, as a child of an adult, you should you should know. Or, you know, not as a child of an adult, of course. Um, as an adult <laughs> child of a situation like this, then I hope that you're seriously, like, looking at the situation with adult eyes and mature eyes and seeing the situation for what it is. Right. As opposed to, like, siding with one parent or the other. But, um, you know, and if you're an adult, I would hope that you would tell your parents, please. Stop. Enough. Yeah. This is stop not my it. argument. This is not, you've got to stop. What you're doing is wrong. I love you, but I'm not going to sit here in the middle of this anymore. Right. You know? Yeah. I love you, but you're driving me crazy with this. This is hurting me more than it's hurting anybody. You know, what is this benefiting you? I cannot see. I mean, for people who do that, too, you're holding on to all this anger. Anger. I can't even tell you how free I felt when my ex-husband and I just. And here's the thing. I don't forget anything that went on with our marriage you know i don't forget that we didn't have a very loving marriage i don't forget that you know i didn't do acting it's not like i forget it but i forgive it like you gotta let it go when i was holding on to it i was stuck in a cycle of this anger and it never got better it just kept getting it was like a you know when you it's like an infection yeah it just festers it just sits there and the second we had that moment brett and i of that forgiveness and just let it go, and we mm-hmm. stopped with the stupid animosity. You know, it was like I felt like three hundred pounds was lifted off of me. Yeah, I can imagine. I could look at him and not have animosity, and I could see it in my children's faces. And that probably that feels they were pretty so powerful, grateful, it? and it's powerful. Can, yeah, because it wasn't even until then that I started to actually move forward. In my life and start doing things because I was no longer holding on to this animosity and making sure that it'll drag you it down. It just dragged the energy that it took. Mm-hmm. The energy because I was trying to be the best parent. I wanted my kids to love me the most. Whatever you're playing, whatever game you're playing, you got to stop because it's it's exhausting. It is exhausting. Oh my god! And it's it's and it's pretty wrong. childish. Too, it's childish really. and it's just wrong. It's wrong. A bad life choice is hurting your kids because they're going to grow up with some really screwed up ideas about relationships and how they are and how you're supposed to deal with them. Right. You know, as adults, <laughs> we're supposed to recognize that some relationships work and some and don't. some don't. Even if you're with someone for 25 years, sometimes it's not going to work. One party or the other is not happy. They're go- it can leave. And, and when it does, then you have to be mature and be like, all right, I guess this is over. Does it suck? Does it hurt? Yes, but if you handle it in a very mature way and are like, you know, sometimes things don't work and this right. really sucks and this is really going to be tough, of course. but I handle maturely, then you're going to help your kids learn how to effectively deal with right. breakups rather than be complete psychos when, right. <laughs> when a it's, breakup it's, occurs. It's emotional maturity. Yeah. But, you know, um, the thing about, especially in a marriage, Yeah. Um, before you do make that decision, you should really try everything that you can oh, to make it work. 100%. And then sometimes, and, and really I think sometimes if you do do that, 
then you're both going through this process and you realize it's not working. Right. And then you can both go, you know what, we should... We tried. Yeah, we should just end this. And I think those probably end a lot more amicably Yeah. than if you go out and cheat or if you do this or do that, whatever, you yeah, know. I'm just not in love with you out of the blue, you know. Which, right. in reality, there's never anything it's not that's out of the out blue. Of the blue. It no. kind of happens, you know. Yeah. So. Um, people just ignore the signs. Yep. So, yep. but yeah, but that's a bad life choice. It is. Hitting your kids against a parent or refusing to allow the parent to see the uh, the child. You it's know, it's terrible. It's terrible. You are only hurting your children. You have to love your children more, more than, than you hate, hate each other. Each other. Yep. And that's wise the motto. words from Judge Judy. That's the motto of today. Yep, folks. Oh, well. But that's all. All right. Well, thanks, Angela. <laughs> I'm ready for a nap now. Are you? I have to go teach speech. Yeah. Yep. I'm just tired. I woke up early today, so. Well, so Super did I. Super early. So I'm like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> uh, all, right. all right. Oh, uh, rate us and review us in iTunes. Yes. Follow us on Twitter, e- Instagram. Email me at a new chapter with Angela at gmail.com if you're interested in registering for my Sunday, March 3rd workshop at uh, the Chicago Body, Mind, and Healing Center at 77 West Washington. Mm-hmm. Price is $75. Space is limited. So please get that in ASAP. Hurry. By Hurry February get it in. 20th for the $75 special price. And if you don't, if you don't get in, then you've made a poor life choice, and you can write to us at NikkiLazzyJunk at gmail.com and tell That's us about right. it. exactly. Tell us about how you procrastinated and did not register for Angela's workshop. Exactly. And we'll talk about you anonymously. Right. Cool. <laughs> but yeah. you'll know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Angela. Thank you, Jamie. This has been the Icky Lazzy Junkie Life Showdown. I'm Jamie Black. And I'm Angela DeMarco. Have a great life. Have a great life. <laughs>